Hello and welcome to Mixnerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. is up what is up y'all it is episode 290-290 in the house y'all it is episode 290 i cannot believe it it is november 29th november 29th wednesday the year's almost over folks we are that much closer to 2024 i don't know what that means but <laughs> what does 2024 have in store for all of us? It 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 would be I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, happy to have you guys here. Uh as always, you know, I am your host, Nick, right? I mean, who else would it be? You should I would hope you recognize my voice at this point. Unless you're new, welcome in, welcome back. Uh welcome all. Also, uh just some uh note keeping, bookkeeping. Uh, the website is still down, but but you can still find uh, Nixner News on social media. We're on TikTok. Well, I'm on TikTok, the Nick DeFalco, my personal TikTok. But if you want to follow the podcast socials, it's Nixner News. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, uh, Discord. If you guys want to join us on Discord, there is a fun link that is in the bio on all the socials for that. If you guys want to find us there, also. We're on every major streaming platform for podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. You want to be on my Spotify? Let, let, let me get in your Spotify wrapped, if you will. I probably am already there since it came out today. Um, we're, uh, we're on, I think, iHeartRadio. I, I don't know why I was blanking there. And a few others that are, are I'm probably just floating around on because that's how podcast services work somehow. But uh, that is where you can listen, take us on the go, like us, share us, subscribe to us, to us, to me, really, there's no us. I speak of myself in the third person. No. <laughs> but anyway, just having fun, just having fun. So, what is, uh, what is going on with y'all, huh? Let's talk about our top three stories today, shall we? So, alright, top three stories, right? We have um, <laughs> David Zaslav is is calling himself courageous for removing content off of off of Max and other content. Like, nah, bro. Look, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of content, but I would never ever ever argue 
that to take off stuff because people are going to want to watch it. They're going to want to watch it eventually. You can't just take stuff off like that. That's not that's not how it works, bro. You you don't do that, and you're calling yourself courageous to do it. People were are literally pissed. You literally decided to pull the plug on a movie that is done and people actually love and want to watch and we're giving high praises for. So you're not courageous. You're just doing some dumbass shit that's pissing everyone off. I, 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 I'm, we'll, we'll talk about more of that about later. Second top story. Gabe Newell, CEO of Valve, Lord Gaben himself, has been ordered to testify in person in a deposition in a lawsuit being uh, that that's a going against Valve Corp and, and Steam. So will will he travel? We don't know. He he hasn't traveled for several years due to the the Rona to the the demic, the Rona demic. So let's uh, let's see what happens with that. And then at the end of the episode, we are going to talk about my top ten nineties drama movies. Yes, drama. We are on to the next genre of 90s movies. We are talking about uh, 90s drama. So let's not waste any time, shall we? And let's just get straight to the news. All right, so uh, let's let's get the the top gaming story right out of the way, and it's a, a like I said, it's a, about Lord Gaben, Gabe Newell, head of Valve, CEO of Valve, and um, he has been ordered. So this is via GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, he has been ordered by a court, despite uh, ongoing concerns due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, that he must be there in person. Uh, to uh, for a deposition re- relating to the overgrowth uh, developer Wolf Fire Games' antitrust lawsuit against Valve. Uh, he's wanted to do it remotely. I think he lives in Australia or something somewhere. I don't. He doesn't live in the U.S. anymore. But um, the court is saying, "quote insubstantial evidence to suggest that he is at particulated particularized risk of serious illness." Unquote. So this order was filed on November 16th in U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington. Uh, Wolfire Games said Newell is, quote, uniquely positioned to testify on all aspects of Valve's business strategy and an in-person deposition would allow it to adequately assess Newell's credibility, unquote. So uh, the the court has said that uh, they will institute ways to ensure his safety and the safety of others, but we'll see uh, if Lord Gaben does attend this deposition. It'll be interesting to see what ultimately happens and if Wolfire Games prevails or if Steam and Valve prevail. Um, How about a wild... This is a wild story, if you ask me. The actor who plays um, Michael DeSanta, one of the main three characters from Grand Theft Auto V, was recently um, swatted. He was playing uh, GTA Online. So his name is Ned Luke, and he was playing on November 23rd, 
and he received a call that his property was being swatted while playing online, which is wild to me. Um, I, I, I don't understand why you would swat a famous person like this, especially the character of a game. He's playing the game that he's in, so I, 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 I guess Rockstar doesn't protect players' IP addresses on, on GTA Online. I don't know how that works. Um, he did like come to Rockstar's defense when people were calling him out saying, quote, y'all jump into some large ass conclusions, <laughs> unquote. Uh, he also said, quote, this had nothing to do with Rockstar. These assholes leaked my private info years ago and have been doing this shit since. And he was anyone's info is available online if you are sick enough to really want to find it, unquote. But th this goes back to the, the real big problem in, in gaming in general. It's like, why is swatting a thing? Are you trying to get these people killed? You know, cops... Um, swatting is very dangerous. There's there's the possibility for gunfire. There's the possibility for uh, a lot of damaged property that ultimately people might have to pay for that they're on the hook for. There is the possibility of a lot of, of dangerous outcomes from this that really does not justify any sort of wrongdoing someone has done to you in a video game or I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's a little ridiculous to say the least, but just don't swat people. We're better than this. We're so better than this. I, I, people are chill out people. Uh, we've learned the 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 specifications you will need to play Tekken 8 on a play on a PC. I don't know why I said PlayStation there. Obviously, you just put it in your PlayStation. <laughs> but Bandai Namco has confirmed that the game will require a hundred gigs of storage. No surprise there. Almost every game requires that at this point. Minimum specs are eight gigs of RAM. Recommended requirements are for 16 gigs of RAM. So, it is for stable over 60 is guaranteed with the with those. So, minimum requirements are 64-bit processor, Windows 10 64-bit, uh, Intel Core i5 6600K or AMD Ryzen 5 1600, 8 gigs of RAM, NVIDIA, NVIDIA Geoforce GTX 1050 Ti, or AMD Radeon R9 380X, DirectX version 12, broadband internet, 100 gigs of storage, and at least a DirectX compatible sound card. Recommended, however, 64-bit Windows 10, you want to have an Intel Core i7-7700K or AMD Ryzen 5 2600, 16 gigs of RAM, an NVIDIA GeoForce RTX 2070 or Radeon RX 5700 XT, DirectX 12, and 100 gigs of available space, which is telling you that there's going to be quite a bit of requirement there to play Tekken 8 if you're going to be playing on a PC. So, it's Christmas time. Well, it will be soon. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. So, it looks like, again, via gamesindustry.biz, the ESA, or the Entertainment Software Association, has found that 72% of U.S. children between the ages of 10 and 17 want video game-related products. However, this is the first time this has ever happened, a small percentage 
are the ones that want physical media. So subscriptions are at the top with 39%, consoles at 38 accessories at 32 in-game currency at 29 and physical games at 22%. We are entering the future where we may be headed towards a physical list future. I don't think that will ever actually happen, uh, but we've already seen retailers cut back on DVD and Blu-ray offerings. I wonder if games will be next. Um, wow. 72% is, of course, gaming products. Um, money and gift cards were 70. Clothes and accessories at 66. On and on and on. So the ESA surveyed 500 plus children and more than 500 adults. So that is uh, pretty, pretty wild. Physical media has shifted. I'm a big fan of physical media. Don't get me wrong. Digital is much easier, especially when you don't have a lot of space. But, but, physical is still king. Physical is still king. Bungie has announced that it has officially delayed the release of its, it, what I think everyone thinks is its final DLC, The Final Shape, to June of 2024. So, you're going to have to deal with some other Bungie or Destiny stuff in the meantime. Uh, ByteDance, the owners of TikTok and several other um, out, outfits, it would be the best way to describe that, have decided to pull out of the gaming market completely. So uh, they own Newverse, which is a gaming, what they call their gaming brand, and uh, are going to pull out completely, which has led to a fan outcry. Uh, of people that play Marvel Snap, because Newverse actually makes Marvel Snap, one of the most popular mobile games, one of the most popular Marvel mobile games as well. It was a uh, Hearthstone-themed game launched last year. You can play it on a mobile PC uh, via Reuters. ByteDance is telling employees at Newverse to stop working on any unreleased game by the end of, the, uh, by the end of next month. And then it will look for ways to divest from titles that have already been launched. So, I wonder how many people are going to lose their jobs over this. Uh, via TechCrunch, tech layoffs had already started rolling out. We don't know how many were affected. Now, mind you, Newverse was only started up in 2019. So it's only been around for about four years. Um, ByteDance really wanted to get into gaming, into the gaming space, the video game market. But... It's not performing well enough um, for ByteDance to continue it. Even though people love Marvel Snap, I guess it wasn't making the money they wanted. So the official Marvel Snap Twitter account did tweet out, quote, Dear Snappers, some of our players have expressed their concerns regarding reported structural changes at Newverse. We wish to thank you for your concern and assure you that regardless of any changes at Newverse, Snap will continue to operate and flourish in the future. Unquote. I'm sure Disney or Marvel is going to put some money behind it to make sure it uh, it doesn't go anywhere, realistically. But it's it's just one other thing to add to the pile of 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 the horrific year for game developers, um, the people, not the companies, the people. But and 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 to add to that, Team Seventeen, the company behind the Worms games, 
has announced that uh, they're they're not uh, doing well either. Uh, they are based out of the UK. Uh, they are an indie publisher developer issued a profit warning for the financial year of 2023. So while they did expect modest uh, income to come in, everything is still down profit-wise. Um, they said, quote, certain games are not meeting internal expectations, uh, which caused a less favorable mix, unquote. So there's been some uh, issues. I guess they're going to start reviewing some titles under development and launched to, quote, assess the revenue potential in the current market environment, which is expected to result in impairments recognized in fiscal year 23, unquote. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. They've, they've published a lot of games this year, but uh, that is what's going on with Team 17. Moving on to something a little more positive and be interesting to see if this ever actually comes out. Tony Todd, who voiced Venom in the most recent Marvel Spider-Man 2, has said that uh, on an interview with, um, wait, uh, this was at, sorry, this was at Fan Expo San Francisco, and I guess he was at, on a panel uh, for the game, and Tony Todd came out and said that only about 10% of all his recorded lines were used in the game, which is wild to me. He, I know he doesn't say a lot as Venom in the game, but the fact that that is only 10% tells me there are so much lines of dialogue that he recorded that did not make it into the game, and I wish they would release that in some kind of way to, I guess, for people to hear it, because I'm sure it's great. He was great as Venom. Anyway, let, let's keep talking about positive things, shall we? Let's keep talking about positive things. Red Dead Redemption has seen a massive player spike on Steam, Red Dead Redemption 2, with more players playing Red Dead Online than ever before, hitting over 77,000 players on Steam concurrently. Um, strange that it's happened so much later after release. Um, never mind, we have more bad news. Uh, Warhammer Realms of Ruin, the new RTS from Frontier, has flopped so bad that Frontier's stocks have sunk nearly 20%. So, uh, Frontier Developments issued a trading update following poor launch sales of its new game, uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, and uh, via SteamDB, Steam players, uh, Steam concurrent players peaked at 1,500 uh, at the time, uh, um, what was it, on the 27th on Monday. I wonder if it went up or down. Just 129 players were playing on Valve's platform, and Steam's Realm of Ruin user review rating is mixed. Because of that, shares plunged almost 20% on the news, um, They, which caused Frontier to say, quote, Lower than expected uh, sales, unquote. Um, Frontier also did say it said it will, quote, evolve and support the game, unquote, with post-release content. Um, well, is hoping sales will develop over time. But 
We'll see what happens. Frontier makes really good games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in this situation. So, meanwhile, though, it did say that it's it's um, creative management sim games, including Planet Coaster, Planet Zoo, Jurassic World Evolution 1 and 2, are performing well. Each of those games have made over $100 million of gross revenue um, with a combined total of over $500 million. So... Wow, all four of those games achieved profitability within one month of release and 100% of return on investment within 12 months of release. So Frontier's doing okay. They're just not doing as well as they had hoped. Um, Jeff Keighley was being interviewed about a... So just over a week before the, the, the premiere of the Game Awards. And this was a Q&A ses- session that he held. And people asked about the Dave the Diver situation, if it's really an indie game, and other things like that. But the biggest thing was what had to do with world premieres, right? The Game Awards have become a place for studios to kind of, like, announce games, not as much just for awards, right? So he essentially uh, said this, quote, Actually, you'll see this year, we often put up those cards, world premiere, world premiere. We're kind of moving away from that just because everything's kind of, is it a first look? Is it an announcement? Etc. So we just treat it all as great game content, unquote. Um, He also opened up, like I said, about the Dave the Diver controversy, if there really is one. uh, Beefing up security to make sure there's no more stage crashers. uh, A lot of other things. Um... So there, there's a lot going on with the Game Awards um, that will premiere next Thursday. We also did learn that uh, Xbox will be returning to the Game Awards after taking last year's off. So I'm sure we'll see some new things from them uh, in a week. Uh, the Division Heartland, the new free-to-play spinoff of Ubisoft's The Division, has gotten, gotten a rating or ratings in Taiwan, hinting at a possible near-future release uh, stateside and and around the world for the new free-to-play game, which is a spinoff of the Division series. So it's probably going to get released soon, given its ratings. Release, or leak, whatever you want to call that. Uh, Bloomhouse has announced that its Five Nights at Freddy's movie has become its most successful movie. Um, Jason Bloom... Founder, of course, of, of Bloomhouse, put out on Twitter that um, it it passed even passed uh, Split, which was M Night Shyamalan's movie under Bloomhouse, and uh, but it might be due to its box office performance. So via Box Office Mojo, a uh, worldwide total for Five Nights at Freddy's is two hundred eighty three million. 107,340, which beat Split. Split was at 278,454,427. So that is wild, especially when you take into consideration the budget of the film, which was only $20 million. But, and it brought in $78 million on opening weekend. I wonder, uh, that means we're probably going to get a sequel, let's just be honest. I haven't watched the film. I've never played the game. Did you guys like it? Let me know. 
Uh, so, how about this? The upcoming Avatar game from Ubisoft, Frontiers of Pandora, may end up influencing the movies. Uh, we are, of course, at least a year, two years away from 20, uh, Avatar 3. And uh, Massive Entertainment has announced that the game will be canon and it will be part of the greater Avatar universe. Uh, will be in the developed, newly developed Western Frontier, which um, is part of the game. And uh, creative director Magnus Janssen was speaking with, with uh, IGN and said, quote, The Western Frontier is no less a part of the world of Avatar than what's in the movies, unquote. So one, uh, they even went on to say that, quote, One of the species that we conceived and that we built together with Avatar Movie Studio Lightstorm Entertainment is being used in an Avatar exhibition that they did. Um, He also said, quote, there's already some talk about maybe using some of the stuff we did in the upcoming movies, unquote. Um, It's wild to say, though, that stuff from an Ubisoft game about Avatar will end up influencing the films in the future as uh, we get closer and closer to what will be Avatar 5 in like 2030 or something, I think. Uh, The developers behind the new Silent Hill game, which is uh, Silent Hill Ascension, is kind of backpedaling in wake of accusations that the game was written by AI. So, I, I guess, let me see... Genvid CEO, and, and let me see, Ascension's dialogue, I, I guess the dialogue in some of the trailers have uh, been interesting, but the company, the developer behind the game is saying, quote, every word in Ascension was written by real people, many of whom have long-running careers in writing, including Telltale titles, Pixar titles, God of War, Ragnarok, Resident Evil Village, and more. Across our 100,000 plus words, zero are authored by LLMs or AI, and all are from dedicated work, unquote. That's Jacob Novak, uh, the developer behind the game. But we'll see, though, there, there are still potential places for AI to pop up in the game. If you have to do damage control like that, Something, something's going on. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, CD Project Project Red has announced that they have settled the lawsuit uh, in regards to the idea that they were misleading investors over the launch of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, it was a class action lawsuit brought against them, but it uh, in a regulatory announcement, CD Project Red confirmed that final approval of the class action settlement will end the legal proceedings. It is a $1.85 million settlement uh, revealed in 2021. The case has been going on since 2020, but we'll see, though. It looks like they ended the the suit and just gave up and decided to settle. Um, We've also learned that nearly half of CD Projekt Red is currently working on um, The Witcher 4. So that's a big big chunk of their team they they finished the what will now be the only dlc and massive update to cyberpunk 2077 um 
So that's what's, uh, what's going on there. And then we also learned that the live ad- action adaptation, I think it's going to be a TV show or something like that, of Cyberpunk 2077 has been pushed to 2025 at the earliest. At the earliest. And speaking of live action adaptations, Vanity Fair released images of the upcoming Fallout show that's going to be premiering on Amazon Prime in the near future, giving us a great look at several of the characters, as well as Power Armor, uh, David or um, Walton Goggins as a, a mutant. I think they're called mutants. What are they called? I don't know. The people with no noses. Um, and Or ghouls, right? They're called ghouls, I think. As well as several people in Vault Tech. We even learned via Todd Howard himself in the in the article and interview that that put out the pictures, the show will be canon to the games. I think it's taking place in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the Fallout TV show will be canon, and it actually is shaping up to look pretty decent based on the images that were released. Um, Sony has announced a new partnership with NCSoft, the maker of Guild Wars. Um, it, Sony is calling it a, quote, strategic global business partnership, unquote, with the South Korean company uh, that makes Guild Wars and Lineage. And I, I guess uh, they said, quote, uh, a joint partnership statement was released by Jim Ryan and NCSoft CEO Taejin Kim, saying, quote, This partnership with SIE is the beginning of our efforts to build various synergies together, utilizing both companies' core competencies, technological capabilities, and expertise. We will deliver a brand new and enjoyable experience to our audience across and beyond genres and regions. Uh, Partnering with NCSoft advances our strategy to expand beyond a console and broaden PlayStation's reach to a wider audience, like SIE NCSoft shares a similar vision in creating high-quality, impactful entertainment experiences for players everywhere, and together, we're excited to collaborate to push the boundaries of gaming further, unquote. So it looks like they are going to bank on this. We've heard that there is talks of mobile um, and other advances in, in development of the, uh, you know, Sony and PlayStation formed the PlayStation Studios mobile division earlier this year or last year. They bought some mobile developers, but um, we'll see what's what's going to happen now that they've signed this big partnership with NCSoft. Um, moving on, The Last of Us Season 2, which will begin filming soon for HBO. Uh, we've learned via Entertainment Weekly, uh, Naughty Dog co-president and show co-creator Neil Druckmann said that Season 2 will feature several elements from the Lost levels, which um, will be included in the PlayStation 5 upgrade of The Lost of the Last of Us 2. So they were cut from the original version. And uh, he did say, quote, As a tease, I will say there's at least one element from a cut level that is planned for the show. I say that with the caveat that we haven't started filming the show yet, and all things are subject to change based on what we ultimately feel will be best for the show, unquote. Then why tease it? Then why tease it? That, that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, we have learned that the Rob, Robert Pattinson, the Batman suit, 
will actually release for the Arkham Trilogy now that it has recently been, been announced for Switch. It will be free. So after it had seemingly leaked and got released early for about a day, we now have official confirmation that it is real and will be releasing for free for the Arkham Trilogy. Uh, Ark Survival Ascended, which is the remaster, re-release, whatever you want to call it, of Ark Survival Evolved, has been pulled from PC over rampant cheating. So if you have been playing Ark Survival Ascended on PC, you can't anymore. You can't buy it anymore. Stop cheating. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil is getting a 20th anniversary release, has been spotted on by the Xbox Store. I still think the second one's never coming out at this point. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Definitive Editions, which is Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and uh, uh, San Andreas, will be hitting mobile stores again via the Netflix Games Portal. So if you are a Netflix Games subscriber, you will now have access on mobile to Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Definitive Edition, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Definitive Edition. Uh, Free Radicals, which is the studio that was recently set up to develop a new Time Splitters game, is facing a major, major problem. Um, the studio, the studio which is owned by the Embracer Group, uh, has decided, and this is being reported via Video Game Central, um, that due to ongoing cuts and massive, massive redaction, reduction in development uh, via Embracer Group, Free Radicals may be shut down as soon as next week. Um, nothing has been made public. There is sources uh, at video games that Video Game Central has um, that play on the subsidiary of Embracer Group recently addressed their matter in a company email saying, quote, as we move through the consultation process and face the potential closure of Free Radical Design on the 11th of December 2023, I want to express my gratitude for your commitment and remarkable work that you've done and still keep doing, um, unquote. So it'll be interesting to see if this ultimately happens. UK law requires um, employment to consult employees for a minimum of 30 days before making any redundancies, which is what uh, they call layoffs in the UK. So this is not looking good for another um, Time Splitters game coming up. Again, another massive layoff hitting Embracer Group and the gaming industry. Uh, we've also learned that Unity, the Unity engine, will be laying off 265 people. Um, which is about 3% of its its staff. And, ooh, and they've also terminated the agreement that they've had with Peter Jackson's digital effects studio, Weta FX. Um, via FX Guide, all 265 employees were part of the Weta digital division. And, um, wow, that's crazy. So, Unity... Um, purchased for $1.63 billion, acquired employees, tools, and technology from Weta back in 2021. Um, Weta 
it has pledged to make offers to as many of the team as possible. They gave an, a statement, so they're going to try and hire those people. Uh, via Reuters, the termination of the deal and associated layoffs are part of a, what they're, what Unity is calling a quote-unquote reset. Um, 14 locations of Unity will be closed, including Berlin and Singapore. San Francisco and Bellevue will see full in-office services reduced, uh, and s- staff don't have to go um, into office anymore. That's Well, that's good. Uh, this is all <laughs> after all the nonsense that happened with Unity over the last few months. And the final bit of gaming news today is the PS Plus games for December have been announced. They are LEGO 2K Drive, Power Wash, Power Wash Simulator, and Sable. So that is it for gaming news. Uh, let's see what's going on up the five up in Hollywood, shall we? All right, we've uh, we've uh, we're getting off the off ramp here and headed it on to the 10 to head into Hollywood, shall we? So, a lot going on. Is there? Maybe. I don't know. Up to you to decide. Well, Taika Waititi has been getting real uh, loose-lipped in regards to his Star Wars film that he is not rushing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, He said some controversial things in the opinions of some Star Wars fans. Um, I I actually like what he's been saying, but he was recently on the Kelly Clarkson show of all places. Uh, he actually talked about really only doing Thor Ragnarok for the money, which is hilarious. But um, he has said that he does want to take his time with Star Wars, saying, "quote I've been developing the movie for a few years, but I think with any film, but that one in particular, it's something I'd really like to get right, so I don't want to rush it." It's going to bubble along on the side. I want to capture the joy and entertainment of those early ones, like The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and all those ones. So I'm trying to figure that out. It'll happen, unquote. Um, I'm excited to hear that. He also said that he wants it to piss people off. Well, some fans, not everyone. But if Taika is saying that he is trying to capture the joy of the original trilogy, I fully welcome that. I love Taika's movies. I love Star Wars. Regardless if it's the original trilogy, sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, I, I dig it. So I'm liking, I, I like hearing what, what Taika's been saying. Uh, SAG-AFTRA have released their full agreement that they agreed to with the studios to end the strike. It is a 129-page contract that ended the 118-day actor strike. It achieves what they're calling, quote, more than $1 billion in new compensation and benefit plan funding, unquote. And uh, there is a full document, but Duncan Crabtree Ireland, the National Executive Director and Chief Negotiator of SAG-AFTRA, uh, said, quote, These contracts achieve more than $1 billion in new compensation and benefit plan funding, including an additional $317.2 million to the benefit plans. The contracts established lengthy and detailed AI guardrails that didn't exist before, 
and do protect you as we meet the challenge of this new technology, hair and makeup equity, significantly increased background coverage, outsized streaming residuals, a new streaming success fund, and so much more. These gains are only possible because of your sacrifice, solidarity, and tenacity over the 118 days of the strike, and are assured if you vote to ratify the agreement, unquote. Uh, we do know that one member of the negotiating committee will not be voting, that's Matthew Modine, uh, in what he thinks is a bad deal. There's a Naruto live-action movie that's still on track, uh, I guess, per the studios, and it's going to be written by the person behind the Tomb Raider animated series. Uh, Willem Dafoe has been announced as joining Beetlejuice 2 as a character that lives in the afterlife. So that means we're probably going to get some good interactions between him and Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice. And the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, has won the holiday weekend keeping Napoleon and Wish at bay. Um, Hunger Games made $28.8 million over the three-day weekend, $42 million over the five-day weekend. Napoleon made $20.4, but $78.8 globally, winning the global box office weekend. And Wish, which was expected to take the weekend, uh, fizzled with $19.5 million dollars and uh, 31.7 over the five day, which is leading to Disney not having its first billion dollar move. It, sorry, its first year uh, in quite a while without a billion dollars at the box office on any film. Variety has uh, noted that not a single movie in 2023 crossed the $1 billion mark. So only two movies this year actually did it, which is low, realistically. Uh, Only Barbie and Super Mario did. Um, Disney, of course, used to be a given, uh, not including 2020 and 2021 due to the pandemic. But Disney had $7 billion hits in 2019. The first Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, The Lion King, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, and The Rise of Skywalker. Um all made it to a billion dollars. Last year, Disney only had Avatar The Way of Water making 2.3 billion. Um, It's the first time in nearly a decade. Uh, So since 2014, excluding 2021 and 2020, uh, so since 2014 that Disney will not have a single movie make a billion dollars, especially given that it's Disney's 100th anniversary. So we'll see what happens next year. Um, there were a lot of flops, a lot of layoffs. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion, all did not do well. Uh, the highest returns for them this year were The Little Mermaid, which made $569 million, uh, through its run. Elemental made $495 million worldwide. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was the closest to make it to a billion with $845 million. Uh, Meanwhile, Wish and the Marvels have struggled uh, in recent weeks, which is pretty wild. Almost a decade of billion-dollar releases. Uh, We've learned that Michael Waldron will be penning the script to the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Michael Waldron, of course, is famous for writing 
Rick and Morty in its early days, as well as both seasons of Loki and multi, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I, I think he'll be best the best person for this if they stick with Kang, since he's written for Kang so well already across Loki's two seasons. Uh, there's been quite a bit of hubbub about Max losing the Looney Tunes, uh, but ultimately we've learned that that was an error, uh, as Looney Tunes will not be pulled from um, Max after all, despite fan outcry. Uh, Marvel released its first look at the WandaVision spinoff, Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Uh, from what they say is we've seen images from only the first three episodes, showing Catherine Hahn returning as Agatha Harkness from WandaVision, as well as several other characters that will be featured in her coven of witches. Uh, we've learned that this is Spinal Tap's sequel, uh, being directed by... Um, Rob Reiner, again, will is expecting to start shooting in February next year. Chris Evans was asked on The View, of all places, about the rumors of an MCU return, which have been floating around for the last few weeks. And uh, he said, quote, it's news to me. I always see those reports, too. It's news to me. I think every couple of months someone says, they're getting Downey and Hemsworth and Scarlet and everybody's coming back. No one has spoken to me about it. Unquote. Um, he is. Oh, he also said, "Quote: He is very protective. It's a precious role. It would have to be just right." Unquote for him to come back. Uh, this is, of course, following that bombshell Variety report about the MCU. Uh, Timothy Oliphant has been announced as joining the new Alien show that's going to be coming to FX. Uh, and then we've also learned that the new movie Alien Romulus will be. Uh, set between Alien and Aliens, the first two films in the franchise. That'll be an interesting take. Uh, James Cameron has confirmed that Avatar 3 is on track for a release in 2025, expected for a December 2025 release. The Boys, we've learned, may be getting a Mexico City-focused spinoff, uh, if, if Variety is to be believed. A Spanish-language spinoff would be, um, is being helmed by uh, Blue Beater Beetle writer Gareth Dunnett Alocer is attached to write it. Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal would be involved as executive producers. Amazon has not commented on it, but... Uh, it would be the third spinoff from The Boys after Gen V and Diabolical and would be set in Mexico City. Ooh, I'd like that. I don't know how superheroes work outside of the U.S. in The Boys universe, but we'll find out. Uh, the Pokemon Company and Netflix have announced that the new Pokemon Horizons anime, which will finally be getting an English dub, will be a Netflix exclusive and will premiere on February 23rd, 2024. Uh, Iman Villani, star of uh, Miss Marvel, as well as The Marvels as Kamala Khan, has announced that she will be the main star of the Marvel Zombies animated series coming out and that she is the Frodo to the show, whatever that means. Uh, 
movie studios have dumped Twitter in wake of anti-Semitic comments being made by Elon Musk's personal Twitter account. Disney, Warner Brothers, Sony, and Universal have essentially ceased all um, posts and advertising on the platform, uh, causing Elon Musk to say, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so they, they, uh, wow, they haven't posted. They've, they've ceased all advertising as of now, uh, in joining the ranks of Apple, IBM, uh, Microsoft, and several others after Elon endorsed what is being called an anti-Semitic conspiracy post. Um, and a report from Media Matters that showed ads were being placed next to anti-Semitic content on the platform. Musk has filed a lawsuit, pushed back, but we'll see what happens. Ultimately, Lionsgate is also part of this. Paramount, HBO, Warner Brothers, Disney, Sony Pictures, um, Universal. They have not posted since November 17th uh, for the most part. No, so Disney has not posted since November 17th across all of its accounts, uh, including its main account. Um, let me see. Wish. Uh, it's retweeted, but it hasn't posted its own. Star Wars account hasn't posted. Marvel hasn't posted. Walt Disney Studios and Pixar have not posted since the 17th. Warner Brothers has not even shared a post since November 17th. Um, completely dark. HBO since November 15th, Sony since November 17th, Paramount since the 20th, um, Universal since the 17th, Lionsgate since the 16th, and that uh, they've all been posting on threads though as threads continues to uh, go up uh, in users. Uh, I think it's finally joined in Europe, I don't remember. Um, David Zaslav, folks, the head of Warner Brothers Discovery, is saying that he made the quote-unquote courageous move to uh, remove content from the platform Max. Um, he is being called the most hated man in Hollywood by Rolling Stone. Uh, I'm sure a lot of other people will say that as well. But according to Zaslav, they've been they've been shelving content and things like that due to tax write-offs, especially with the new Coyote vs. Acme, which was recently shelved and being shopped around. They were going to try and get a thirty million dollar tax write-off on it, which have led to a lot of people be like, "Why the fuck are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense." Um. Speaking to Andrew Ross Sorkin at the New York Times Dealbook conference, Zaslav said, quote, The accounting piece is really a misnomer. If we produce a show, a $100 million movie, we've spent the $100 million. And if we don't release it, it's gone. We don't have any real benefit from it. The question is, should we take certain of these movies and open them in the theater and spend another 30 or $40 million to promote them? And Warner Brothers team and HBO made a number of decisions. They were hard. But when I look at the health of our company today, we needed to make those decisions, and it took real courage, unquote. I, I, I just, 
Oh my God, dude. It is not courageous. It's not. Especially when Coyote vs. Acme is actually getting praise from everyone that's seen it and says you need to release it, meaning they would probably make a return on their investment. So, it even going so far as it tested 14 points above the norm for a family film in early screenings. That means the movie's really good. Um, that That's just... It, it's so strange. So very, very strange. Um, I, dude, it's not courage, man. Look, I understand. There is an outrageous amount of content out there. And it, it, it's, 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 it's baffling to think that everyone can watch all of it. But it's also daunting to think you can find something you want to watch in any given time. I understand that. But to remove it to me is is a worse decision. You're, you're essentially removing things from people that might enjoy it. You're removing it for people that might find it and sing its praises and, and spread the word. You're removing it from, from longtime fans. You're removing it from potential new fans. Is essentially just repeating what I'm already said. But like the the idea that it's it's you're spending all this money and then let me try and get money back why don't you release it and see if you make even more than what the tax write off would have been i i don't get this logic it 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 it, it it's it doesn't make any sense like why why even take the risk to make it to begin with you never should have made it to begin with if you're just not going to release it Yes, I know all the other studios have started to pull content from their streaming services, but not to the level that Max has. So far as to make sure they don't have to pay creators, uh, they've removed a ton of other content, even things that are done and ready. It, it It's very strange. And then for him to call it having courage? No, dude, you're just making dumbass fucking decisions as the head of a new studio and trying to play god and making a power trip meanwhile you're pissing all of hollywood off enough to the point that maybe directors and actors don't want to work with you anymore because now you're taking even bigger risks don't bent don't bank on on reality dude don't it 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 could backfire might as well i don't know seth mcfarlane uh released a trailer for the new ted event series coming to Peacock, uh, telling the prequel story, essentially, of, of the Ted films with Ted and John in their teen years, and it looks hilarious. Um, Zack Snyder has opened up about several different things, um, including the Snyder Cut outcry and the uh, potential of bots interfering. So... Uh, he was speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, a big new um, interview expose that they did on him. And uh, it looks like, even with the Snyder Cut, um, I guess Snyder even said, quote, I'm not going to comment on the details of whether they are good or bad, whether they are toxic or bullying. Um, that's in every chat room. It's where it's what comes with the internet. But I do know that the work they did on some level was good. I can say for a fact they did good. That is undeniable. Um, but for every toxic fan, there were legitimate and ridiculous 
and really incredibly dark attacks on me, my family. Um, I'm not justifying any bad behavior, but also I'm in this conversation with this fandom where I've tried to make the work as best I can. Um, he also said, there's tons of toxic fans and I don't contone that behavior. But uh, the truth is, it doesn't matter. The movie got made. If they were smart enough to employ bots in this thing, then they won. That movie has no business existing, and it does. Unquote. Which, uh, I'm happy that Zach has acknowledged it to some degree. I'm happy that he also calls out the toxic bullshit that the Snyder Cut fans kind of existed in. It was not a great look for a lot of other Snyder Cut fans that legitimately wanted to see it. Um, and yes, he's not lying. That movie should not exist, and it does. Um, so... We should be happy about that. Uh, he also went on to say that while he has no intention of returning to superhero movies or DC, he has said uh, that, quote, he wish all the best for him, uh, speaking about James Gunn. And uh, let me see. He uh, said if James Gunn were to invite him back, he said, quote, a true representation of the graphic novel, unquote, would be the only thing to get him back, speaking of which is an adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns uh, from Frank Miller. Um, the only thing that would get him interested in with Marvel would be an adaptation of Frank Miller's Electra Lives Again comic. And he said, quote, but that's it, unquote. Um, not even Star Wars or anything like that. But I do love Zack Snyder. I think he's one of the best directors of comic book films. Uh, he's able to bring comics to screen in a way that I don't think anyone else has. I know a lot of people don't like him. I, 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 I understand that. Uh, I personally enjoy his films. Uh, Sebastian Stan has announced that, or it has been announced, that Sebastian Stan will be starring as Donald Trump in a new movie. Uh, playing a younger Donald Trump with several other actors. Um, and then Bob Iger has opened up about the Marvels and uh, why it hasn't done well at the box office. Speaking at the same New York Times deal book summit as David Zaslav, uh, speaking earlier today, he gave a wide-ranging interview, uh, including his return as CEO, and he said, quote, Quality needs attention. It doesn't happen by accident. Quantity, in our case, diluted quality. Um, I would say right now my number one priority is to help the studio turn around creatively. Speaking about Marvel. Um, let me see. Marvel, Disney at large, will be slowing down on the churn of content. And he did defend making sequels. Uh, he said, quote, some of them have done extraordinarily well and they've been good films too. I think you there has to be a reason to make them. You have to have a good story. And often the story doesn't hold up to is not as strong as the original story. That can be a problem, unquote. Uh, he also said, quote, I was disappointed in what I was seeing in the transition period while I was out. I worked hard at distancing, distancing myself from it, unquote, in relation to what was happening with Chapik. Um... That's interesting, though, in the quality needs attention comment about the Marvels. Um, he said the Marvels, the reason it fell short was, 
quote, it was shot during the COVID-19 pandemic. There wasn't, he said, quote, there wasn't as much supervision on the set, so to speak, where we have executives that are really looking over what's being done day after day. Um, unquote. Does that, I think they had a lot of fun on set during the, the filming. You could see it in the actors, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, we got our first look at Sonic 3, which began filming today, and we got to see Shadow the Hedgehog's feet. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then I did want to talk about real quick. Uh, I did watch Blue Beetle last week. That movie was way better than I expected. That was getting a lot of undeserved hate, if you ask me. Uh, the Blue Beetle movie was was really fun, really enjoyable, and I'm happy to hear that Zolo, the actor who plays Jaime Reyes, will be living on in the new DC universe from James Gunn. Um, don't go anywhere just yet. Let's talk about my top 10 favorite 90s drama movies. We'll be right back. Alright, so let's talk about 90s movies, shall we? As we continue our decade list, as we march forward. Um, what, last week we did 90s rom-coms. The week before that we did 90s Disney Channel movies. That's right, Disney Channel. Uh, we took a break from that. Before that we did sci-fi. So we're, we're, we're chugging along, right, on the... On the, uh, the the genres list. So let's do dra drama, shall we? Number 10, I got Hamlet from 1996, a Christmas Day 1996. This is, of course, is the adaptation of Hamlet written, well, not written, written by William Shakespeare, uh, directed and starring Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, of course, directed the film. Kenneth Branagh, famous for directing many many, many Shakespeare adaptations and starring in all of them. He's known now, of course, for playing as Hercule Poirot on, in the Agatha Christie movies. Uh, I very much enjoy this movie, considering I don't usually like Shakespeare in general. Um, I'm, it, some movies are fine, but others, I just, I can't. I can't. I'll fully admit I can't, but I actually enjoy this movie. Despite its length of like four fucking hours. A lot of great actors in this movie as well. Uh, at number nine, October Sky released February 19th, 1999. This movie, I really enjoy. It tells a bunch of school kids uh, whose teacher gets them involved in like science and NASA and rockets. And I think they all go on to work at NASA, if I remember correctly, because it takes place in like the 50s. Um, they build their own rockets in like a small Pennsylvania town that's known for its uh it's like mining so oh in West Virginia and uh, yeah it takes place in the 50s and they all get interested in it and then they end up joining working at NASA I think because um I don't I don't know uh yeah, they went on to college, successful careers. Yeah, and one of them went on to work for NASA. That was Jake Gyllenhaal's character. So, it's, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's a fun movie. 
At number eight, Any Given Sunday, released December 22nd, 1999, the famous football movie starring uh, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx. Some great speeches in this movie. And, and uh, when it comes to 90s football movies, is it the best? I don't know. Uh, is it good? Yes. But it wouldn't be at the top of my list. At number seven, and it's kind of low. This movie's kind of low for here. I'm sure you guys are going to have issues. Apollo 13 released June 30th, 1995. Houston, we have a problem. The famous film, of course, starring Tom Hanks, detailing the events of the Apollo 13 mission that almost ended in disaster. Of course, those astronauts were unable to make it to the moon in that particular mission, but did safely make it home. Uh, one of the greatest Tom Hanks movies. Uh, number six. Wait, where did uh, Forrest Gump should be on here? Hold on. Sorry, Forrest Gump will be on another list. Um, <laughs> number six, Broke Down Palace. Released August 13th, 1999. I have not seen this movie in a very long time. But it sticks with me forever. It, it, it is it is like seared into my brain. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, Claire Danes, they go to like Thailand on a trip. Some boy plants drugs in their stuff. They get put in prison um, in Thai in a Thai prison in a Bangkok prison. Uh, they one of them dies, I think. Like this movie is stuck in my head forever. And it, it, I think that's why it is a good movie, but I think that's why it's it's so ingrained because it's like just this wild outlandish thing, but it's actually true, like could actually happen. Uh, that is why it's it's literally ingrained in my head, despite the fact that I haven't seen this movie in over a decade. At number five, American History X. There's There's not a lot to say about this movie other than it's great and you really should watch it. Because it, it has a lot of parallels to the last few years. Uh, has a, a great cast. Um, it kind of opens your eye to the realities of prison as well. Um, I've been told, at least, that it's very similar to what, what can happen. It is a great, great movie with an amazing cast. And even though it's in black and white... Or there are scenes in black and white. It's still a great movie. I know that scares a lot of people away. Uh, and it features a curb stomp in, in its opening moments. Um, number four is Life is Beautiful. The Roberto Benini film from Italy. Buongiorno Principessa. Uh, tells the story of a Jewish family in Italy during World War II. As they... Uh, are taken to concentration camps and, and tells the story of them in the concentration camps. And, um, of course, the son and the mother survive. The, the father, of course, does not make it, but he does sacrifice himself to save his family. Um, one of the first foreign films I've ever seen, and I do recommend watching it with subtitles. The, the English dub is not as good, but one of my favorite movies. Uh, Roberto Benigni, of course, is a great director. At number three, uh, it's not your fault. It is not your fault. How do you like them apples, huh? 
Uh, Goodwill Hunting released December fifth, nineteen ninety seven. Of course, this movie would skyrocket. Um, would skyrocket the careers of Ben Affleck, of of Matt Damon. I mean, Robin Williams was amazing in this movie. I, I love this movie. It is very good. My, it's one of my brother's favorite movies. Uh, lately, I've been saying, "How do you like them apples?" a lot. But it's it's a it's just an amazing movie. It it really is. Uh, number two. Ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Goodfellas, Martin Scorsese's one of Martin Scorsese's best movies, released September nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Ray Liotta, uh, uh, De Niro, Pesci, talking about the story of Henry Hill. You know, several movies were made about Henry Hill, including My Blue Heaven, which is technically like a sequel to Goodfellas. Um, such a good, such a great mob movie. If like Goodfellas is on the same echelon as, of course, the Godfather movies. Uh, it is quite long, but it is worth it. it it's Samuel Jackson's first movie appearance. Uh, it has a great soundtrack, which back in the day. Scorsese films had some of the best soundtracks around. I, I don't really know if they are as much as they used to be. Um, the fact Scorsese didn't win an Oscar for this movie is wild. I love it. I used to watch it regularly. Um, and then the next movie, my number one, is another amazing Scorsese film that should have won an Oscar. Released on November 22nd, 1995, Casino. Again, starring De Niro and Pesci, uh, as well as Don Rickles. De Niro as Ace, running the casinos in Vegas, has the best outfits. It's such a great story. Again, a long movie. Sharon Stone is in it. Uh, James Woods. So many people. This is one of my favorite movies as well. Um, again... A movie I used to watch regularly, one of the best mob movies, another movie in the echelon of of, of mob f- films, Casino. It's not your typical mob movie either. This movie is it, it, like you don't get posters of, of characters' outfits like you do with Ace, the character played by De Niro, and the suits he wears in this movie. Uh, he technically was like the pioneer of sports books. Like this is such a great film, and and I I don't I don't see how people could put other movies above Casino or Goodfellas. I mean I know how they could, but personally for me, Goodfellas and Casino are are my top two. You could almost interchange those two, right? Not necessarily one or two. You could you literally could interchange them. Goodwill Hunting, of course, number three. Life is Beautiful at number four. American History X at five. Broke Down Palace at six. Apollo 13 at 7, Any Given Sunday at 8, October Sky at 9, Hamlet at 10. That is my top 10 90s drama films, folks. Uh, With that being said, that is it for Nixner News this week. Again, thank you guys for uh, coming in week in, week out. Uh, Like As a reminder, the website is down right now, but you can listen to us still on all major streaming platforms. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. And with that, I will catch you guys 
on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixoner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means